Hello, this is The Text Mix, a podcast from the Texas Signal, the largest progressive outlet in the Lone Star State. Here at The Text Mix, we like politics, but we also like a lot of other things. Sports, entertainment, memes. The Text Mix is the perfect blend of politics and culture. My name is Jessica Montoya-Coggins, and today I am joined by Ashanti Golar, the president of Emerge, the preeminent organization that is dedicated to recruiting and training Democratic women to run for office. Ashanti has been a trailblazing organizer and activist for 15 years. For the Democratic National Committee, she served as the National Deputy Director of Community Engagement and the Director of African American Engagement. Ashanti served as the Manager of National Partnerships for United Way Worldwide. She was tapped by President Obama for the Department of Labor, and she served as the Director of Public Engagement for the 2012 Democratic National Convention Committee in Charlotte. Welcome, Ashanti. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so I, again, thank you. We're so excited to hear more about Emerge and uh, Emerge Texas. And I think this is going to be a great thing for a lot of uh, the Texas Signal family in Texas. Um, but I guess, you know, to start, uh, on Election Day, many Texans were disappointed in the down-ballot down results. Uh, we were still a closer battleground state than Iowa or Ohio. Uh, but what is your hope for women in Texas who are thinking of running for office, who, who might be a little afraid right now after those election results? I absolutely know those feelings. I come from Nevada, and Nevada wasn't the state that it always is today. And in 2008, I moved to Virginia. And we talk a lot about Virginia, but Virginia isn't the Commonwealth that it was today. The thing is, this doesn't happen overnight. Even when we talk about Emerge, we focus on the long-term recruitment and training because it's an investment. I'm a co-founder of Emerge Nevada. I came to this network in 2006, and I remember us sitting around the conference table at a law firm saying, okay, could we change the face of politics in the state? Could we get more women, more black, brown, indigenous women running for these positions? And it seemed really dark and hard, but we were up for the task. And I came to the national organization in 2016 as the political director. And even though Hillary Clinton didn't win in 2016, I did get to celebrate the fact that Emerge alums ran and won up and down the ballot, including my home state of Nevada, where it was Emerge women who helped Democrats get back control of the state Senate and the state assembly. And in 2017, I got to see almost a dozen Emerge Virginia alums flip seats from white Republican men to diverse Democratic women. But that was the fact that we had did the investment. And those women, they all knew that they could step up and do it. So I always tell everyone that we're playing the long game here and we just got to continue to make wins every cycle. And when we look at states like Texas, Nevada, Virginia, in a lot of these seats, we haven't had a Democrat run in years, in some cases, 10, 20 years. So it is going to take us two, three, maybe four cycles to flip those seats, but we will be able to do it because the electorate changes every cycle. It's why I love Texas Signal, everything that y'all are doing in the state. So my message is there's definitely room for you to run in politics. And the fact is we need for you to run because if you don't run, 
and we don't make the change at the state and local level. And we got to be honest, there's a lot of people who really rely on us just being upset and frustrated and down and out that we give up. But when we don't do that, that's how we get our Nevada with the first female majority state legislature, Colorado following them, New Mexico now. This cycle, they became majority female and 56% of their alums in the New Mexico State House um, are from Emerging New Mexico. So the fact is, need for everyone to run and know that you can run and win. That, that is very cool. I do remember uh, Nevada when that happened about the majority state legislature, and that was so cool. Um, and I, uh, uh, Senator Cortez Masto, I know she made history too, and it was very exciting, yeah. personally, personally for me. <laughs> I, I, I love her, and that's also someone to see their evolution. I worked for Congresswoman Shelley Berkeley when the senator was running her first race for Attorney General of Nevada. So to also see her evolution up close, that's, that's something that I love, is to see women the first day that they announce that they're running for office. And in some cases, I actually get to be in the first day trainings for the Emerge classes and to just see that evolution from their first day to when they announce their campaign to being on the campaign trail and winning their seat and being in elected office. That's a highlight for me too. I love seeing women run and win, but I love the evolution of them as candidates and as people. No, that's that's very true. And we've got a couple of uh, women that are going to be at the Texas State House, and I'm very excited to, to see what happens for them. Um, but you so brought up a good point, and I would love for you to talk a little bit more about Emerge and specifically also Emerge Texas, which I know is in, in formation, and sort of what you think this could bring uh, to women and, and how uh, it can shape them as, as candidates and uh, potentially future lawmakers. Yes, we are very excited about Emerge Texas. It launched earlier this year, and, you know, we kind of pause things a little bit because of the COVID pandemic, but we are back at it and currently hiring the executive director. And it's an affiliate that we've been working on since 2017. We have lots of women from across the state reach out to us and say, we want the Emerge training program. With our training program, we focus on recruiting and training women to run at all levels. It is 70 hours that we run over six to seven months, and we truly demystify the process of running for office. We take up to 25 women in the program. Post-2016, it's been more in a lot of the states because there's so many women who want to run, and we give them that powerful network of support. And that's really what they loved, not only having the training skills that we would provide, but being connected to women, not only in Texas, but across the country, that they would be able to rely on for advice and support. And it's going to be great to be in the state working with organizations like Annie's List who have done so much to get women elected, the other organizations as well. Our hope is to really want to add to what is already happening in Texas. We're a very collaborative organization. We know that not one organization can do it alone from the judges that we saw elected a few years ago, all of the black women judges, 
to city council, to state house, we know that there are so many more gains that women can make to hold leadership positions in elected office. And we wanna be there to make sure that that happens and to celebrate all of the women who can really lead Texas and turn it into the state that we know that it can be. That sounds amazing. And I, I know that there are so many women who uh, I think are gonna be perfect candidates uh, for, for these trainings. And um, I know that uh, it's going to, uh, Things are a little different now with uh, COVID-19, but hopefully we can, in a, in a few months at least, uh, get back to some semblance of normalcy on that. <laughs> yes, yes. But even with the pandemic, we still saw so many women run and win. And I think that's really important for us to acknowledge that campaigning got turned upside down. No one knows how to campaign during a unprecedented global pandemic, but all of these women, they did it. And I think they deserve all of their flowers for being able to navigate, not only running their campaign, but life during this time. I mean, I know we're on our social media and seeing people just having all sorts of epic meltdowns and these women were still going through with running their campaigns, supporting themselves, their families, their communities, and winning these seats. That's why the women in the Emerge Network just inspire me. Uh, so I know that you've worked with hundreds, thousands of women around the country. What's been a candidate or a story that has really stuck with you and reminded you why Emerge is so important? Oh, so, so many, but... I'm gonna have to highlight Congresswoman Lucy McBath. She was someone that I came, became familiar with just through her story. For the listeners who don't know, uh, Lucy is the mother of Jordan Davis. He was a young man who was shot and killed for playing loud music in his car. You know, I, I watched the trial and I just, I just remember her courage and her strength. And after that, she became a gun violence prevention activist with Moms Demand. And she tells everyone, I was just a wife and a mom and a flight attendant, and my world got turned upside down. And she would lobby state house members, members of Congress about changing gun laws. And she would always hear, you know, there's nothing that I can do. My hands are tied. And she decided to step up and run herself. And uh, Shannon Watts, who's the head of Moms Demand, she sent me an email one day and she said, Ashanti, we really, really got to get Lucy to run for office. She, she keeps wavering, but we got to push her to do it. So I'm like, I'm in. What do we need to do? So we tag team Lucy to get her to run for office. I was going to be down in Atlanta for a meeting and I had a wonderful chat with her for about four hours, just really getting to know her. I got to learn about Jordan. And this was a woman who was just really committed to making sure that no other person, not even just a mom, like no other person had to go through what she went through. And at the time she decided that she was going to run for state house. And I said, great, we have a boot camp coming up in Atlanta, Georgia, where you know she lives. And she did the boot camp. And in February 2018, she called me and she said, Ashanti, you know, I've just been really praying on it and I feel I should run for Congress. That's where my heart is. That's where I can get things done. What do you think? And I said, you should do it. You're obviously getting into the primary a little late. 
you'll most likely have a runoff, but I think you can beat Karen Handel. It's going to be close. You'll probably win by like half a point or a point. I love telling Lucy's story because this is a woman who never saw herself in politics, who got involved, had all these people telling her no, and now she sits on the committee getting laws passed that people told her were impossible. Lucy, the Congresswoman, she's one of my favorite people, one of my favorite alums, and I think her story is really a testament to the power of women when they run for office. That is a really amazing story, and I was very happy that uh, she won re-election just this recently, and it wasn't actually particularly very close, if if memory serves. I mean, it is amazing the campaign that she ran because the new president of the NRA actually lives in her district y'all <laughs> and made Lucy the number one candidate that they wanted to take out so I'm like oh we win in this again like y'all <laughs> y'all ain't gonna be able to say you beat Lucy but she serves her district so well she serves her people well and that's why she won re-election because That's a big part of this, too, is when you're in elected office, if you're serving your constituents well, you really ain't got nothing to worry about. And this is what I tell people, and they're like, oh, I'm so scared. This person's going to run against me, and what am I going to do? I'm like, if you're handling your business, like getting things done, talking to your constituents, making sure they're all right, you'll be good. And Lucy was good. (laughs) That's great. Um, so do you have any sort of final thoughts on election day and, and what you saw from a lot of the alumni from Emerge? And It was a good night for Emerge. We had 690 alums on the November 3rd ballot. Uh, right now we have a 60% win rate, which is great. We're still rate, waiting for a lot of races to be called. But for me, it was the new American majority. I think that is a big piece of this election cycle. And not just the fact that it was a new American majority that fueled that victory for President-elect Biden, Vice President-elect Harris, but they were some of the most exciting candidates on the ballot. And people were excited about voting for them. And I love our Emerge alums who are gonna be the first in many offices I enjoy that these women are trailblazers, but I also hate the fact that in 2020, I'm still talking about first, but we know that particularly for women of color, it has not been a hundred years of suffrage and voter participation. We're still playing catch up. But for us to see 75 new Emerge alums that are going to be sitting in state houses, we have the first black appellate judge in New Mexico. We have the first Muslim woman in the Colorado State House. We have the first indigenous woman on the Portland, Maine City Council. We have the first indigenous woman to hold countywide office in Arizona. We have so many of our Latinas and Afro-Latinas. We're gonna be sitting in city councils and county commissions and as judges. That's, that's what I was really excited about is to continue to see Black, Brown, Indigenous women in particular own their political power and to start to take these seats off the table. Yeah, it is incredibly awesome. And do, do you have any sort of thoughts as well about uh, Vice President-elect Harris and what that will mean uh, for all of us uh, seeing her in the White House now? 
Oh, so many, so many thoughts about our vice president elect, and I just, I love saying that. But I, so Senator Harris, Vice President elect Harris, when Emerge was starting in 2002 in San Francisco, she was also running her first race for DA, and our co-founders worked on that race. And that actually helped inspire them with the Emerge training program, seeing everything that Kamala was going through. Like Kamala Harris needed help writing her bio, everyone. Kamala Harris needed help putting her contact list together. So when you're running for office, know that everyone has to do these things. Everyone starts somewhere. But to see her rise from winning that DA race to attorney general, to statewide office, and now our vice president-elect, for us, this is a story of Emerge. This is a story of what we want for women in politics, is that you can ascend the ladder that you just don't have to stay in one place, that you can do all of the things, and now that you can occupy one of the highest offices in the land. From the minute that President-elect Biden had announced Vice President-elect Harris as his nominee, we saw a huge increase in women wanting to run for office. And we've seen that post-election day. It has absolutely energized a next, the next generation of women to want to step out and run for office. And I think this is going to be particularly important for young girls. You cannot tell young black girls, young Indian girls, that they cannot be anything that they want to be because they see that in Vice President-elect Harris. So it is going to be amazing to not only see the impact that she's going to have on women in politics, particularly when running for office, but to see everything that she's going to do, because this is the first time we're actually going to have a woman in the room when these policies are going to be made, and she's going to be bringing that lived experience. And I know that it's just going to create a government that we've never seen before. And that's the government that we need right now, because clearly politics as usual isn't working. Well, I cannot think of a better selling point for Emerge and Emerge Texas than knowing the intertwined history between the organization and our vice president-elect Kamala Harris. Yes, she, she's so great. We're, just, we're thrilled. I, I'm very excited too. And I, I, I can, I wish they could take office like right now. I, don't quite, I know. I don't quite understand this, uh, 90 day period or whatever. Uh, it seems a bit more like horse and buggy time, but uh, <laughs> that is a great way to put it. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, again, uh, my thanks so much uh, to Ashanti Golar. Uh, we had a little bit of technical di technical difficulties, but we, we got through it uh, as is the 2020 uh, saga. Uh, so again, thank you so much. And uh, please be on the lookout for Emerge and Emerge Texas. Uh, thank you for so much for listening today. Uh, be sure to subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Podcast. Thank you so much. Bye.